And good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We want to welcome everyone to another exciting episode of The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. And we've got some electrifying guests already in the studio this morning. Uh, We want to start off with one of our sponsors here with First Fridays for Image for Lives. And uh, this guy uh, actually has been one of the most helpful sponsors when it comes to giving and uh, preparing and making sure that the first Friday's uh, cohort class is off and running to a great start with Happy Joe's great tasting taco pizza as well as uh, the wings and all the extra stuff that you guys carry. The man who uh, actually is behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, from Happy Joe's Pizza, I want to introduce to you Stephen Stonebreaker. <laughs> All right, Stephen, we appreciate you coming on the Image Show, my friend. Well, we really appreciate you having us on here, and I like to thank uh, 98.3 The Vibe uh, for having us as a guest on behalf of Happy Joe's today. Thank you so much. Now, uh, first of all, just. I don't expect you to have all the information in history as it pertains to Happy Joe's, but for me, I am personally a big fan of Happy Joe's since I was a kid. Grew up here in Des Moines, Iowa. Happy Joe's was one of the biggest treats that we could celebrate, uh, or one of the biggest celebrations that we actually ever were able, wait a minute, let me rephrase that, one of the biggest treats that we ever had on a celebration, like a birthday party, whatever it may be. And so, uh, as I get older, I really respect the fact that Happy Joe's is definitely number one in taco pizza. Uh, I think that we can all pretty much agree to that. And you know, tell us, what is it like working at Happy Joe's and doing the things that you do for Happy Joe's? Do you get a lot of people that talk about the history and the tradition of Happy Joe's? Well, absolutely. Your, nostal- your, your nostalgia is nothing new for me. I hear that all the time. You know, we're in Des Moines, Iowa. But I tell you, I can't tell you how, many, how often we get a 563 area code to call in for delivery or for pickup because these young men and young women, when they were younger, they grew up with Happy Joe's Pizza in the Quad City area. You know, Rock Island, Moline, East Moline, Davenport, Bettendorf. And then they moved here to Des Moines for a job or an opportunity, and they grew up eating that pizza. So we get 563 area code numbers to call in for the pizza all the time. I tell you, you know, Happy Joe Witte, um, he had this vision. He was working at Shakey's Pizza um, back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, and he had this vision in his mind. He wanted to have a environment, a restaurant where people could go with their families and have a good time and sit down and and be able to have a kid's party or maybe a a retirement party for grandpa where you could sit down and have some pizza and some uh, chicken wings. Uh, And that started back in 1972 so for almost nearly 50 years happy joe's has brought not only quality pizza but quality service to areas in iowa minnesota illinois north dakota wisconsin and arizona wow wow and you know i did hear about you know some of the different states that you guys were in other than iowa i was surprised to hear that i thought that it was actually only in iowa i remember uh cedar rapids and some other places small cities in iowa that you know actually had happy joes but you know whenever you hear uh, that name and you know that you're going to a birthday party and you know you know you're getting ready to taste that happy joes pizza it's one of the things that you look forward to doing uh, before you do it and you feel so good after i mean it's it's it's, it's gourmet it's delicious Taco pizza. What, uh, I mean, 
Where did, let me ask, where do you guys rank in taco pizza? Do you know? Well, I tell you what, the question is very simple. So so the question people have been asking for years is, who is the originator of the taco pizza? Well, I tell you what, that's not important. What's important is the real question you want to ask yourself is, who is number one in taco pizza? And that's where it no longer becomes disputed. That's where the argument ends, because number one in taco pizza is Happy Joe's. All right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into 98.3 The Vibe. This is The Image Show. And We've got Happy Joe's in the house, and they're talking about the taco pizza, the original Happy Joe's taco pizza. We're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back. Don't change that dial. All right. Well, Stephen, I really appreciate you coming on the Image Show this morning. I appreciate all you do for First Fridays, Image for Lives. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Stephen Stonebreaker, and he is spending his time with Image for Lives this morning again. Uh, He sacrificed his time to come out here and get on the show and just tell you a little bit about the history of Happy Joe's and the Taco Pizza. And so, uh, Janet... Witten is also the general manager there at uh, Happy Joe's, and we want to send a special shout out to her and a big thank you for all that you do for Image for Lives. You guys are wonderful. Once again, we want to thank you as well. We really believe in your message and the justice you guys provide to the community. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick commercial. When we come back, we're going to speak with Dion Kelly, and Dion Kelly has a big story to tell us about transformation. We'll be back on the Image Show after these messages. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're locked and loaded, tuned into the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. This is Robert Pate all day long. Today is February the 2nd, and it's Sunday morning. We want to thank you all for getting up and tuning into the show. Uh, With us right now, we have a young man who has a lot of uh, potential. He has a lot of different talents, and he utilizes it to better not only himself, but also the generation to come. Ladies and gentlemen, with us in the studio now is Dion Kelly, a.k.a. DK. And DK, it is a pleasure to have you on the Image Show with us this morning. Man, it's beautiful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. It's no problem. You know, we met at the YMCA. Well, actually, I think maybe some different events going on in Des Moines. But, you know, one of the things that I noticed is your work ethic uh, at the YMCA every morning. You always have a smile on your face. You're willing and ready to help people with a great attitude. Mm. And uh, you've got a lot of extra uh, curricular activities that you do uh, that involve education. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, starting with the smile. You know, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, as a, a hip hop artist, um, I, I do my best to uh, take up the responsibility to use my words wisely as an MC. And, um, you know, I, I try to uh, promote positivity and love and knowledge and uh, self-awareness. So I uh, work into the I work in the education system with uh, ASAP after school arts program where I'm working with a bunch of uh, elementary students, letting them, um, you know, kind of put together their own hip hop event. You know, so they put together a hip hop show where they um, create this performance using rap, art and dance and, um, you know, being able to being able to watch these kids, uh, you know, work hard and take up leadership roles um, and, and find themselves through their creativity is amazing. And to me, that's what keeps me moving, keeps me going. And um 
yeah, I just, you know, I enjoy I enjoy being active in the community with the people. That's wonderful. And I also know that working at the YMCA also gives you that ability to kind of speak to a lot of different people mm. and interact more. So um, and you are just a, a recent new hire at the John R. Grubb YMCA. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. It, um, January 2nd was my first day, actually. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, you know, experience. How does it feel? How did it feel, first of all, to get the news that you actually got the job and Mm. then to actually start working and be a part of the everyday activities? You know, what's the experience been like to work at the John R. Grubb YMCA? Man, um, it's actually it's actually a great thing because, you know, I don't like settling for less. And um, I like to take up jobs um, and positions that um, benefit me and are things that I actually love to do. So uh, when I got the job at the Y, uh, it, it was amazing because, you know, um, I didn't have to uh, basically do things I don't want to do, like being able to be in a space where it's about, you know, wellness, uh, body, mind and spirit um, and, and seeing the diversity, all the um, all the pe- different people who come in there, be able to help people, um, you know, and take up a leadership role. All those things are things that I really, you know, enjoy doing. So to get paid and doing what you love to do is, you know, there's no other lifestyle. That's no better great. lifestyle. That's great. And and also nothing better than to be with a good group of family-oriented mm. uh, co-workers yes. such as Rick Singleton, Pastor mm. Ben Bell, uh, you know, uh, Linda Coyle, and some of the other great people that you work with there. Yeah, a lot of opportunity. Um, it's it's amazing, you know, to, to, to know that, you know, I have all those resources just by getting a part-time gig there. You know, it opened so many doors to be able to have um, after-school programs there, to be able to to, uh, get different training and different things that further my skill and development, you know, to give to the community. That's great. And, I, you know, tell you, <clears throat> Dion, I commend you. And I want to also encourage you not to just be so quick to take the first offer that you may get after being at the Y if other opportunities come up. And mm-hmm. I say that from experience. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to work at some different places and thought that maybe uh, some things were going to go through, could have went through. And after really looking at the big picture, you know, I work for the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, of course, you know, I'm not a rich guy. You know, I have a great director. I have great coworkers. And I think that God has actually planted me there. And the opportunity that comes through that place is just I mean, it's indescribable. Uh, for example, we just had uh, Governor Reynolds, you know, come through mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of uh, different things that we had going on this past Friday at, at, at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had another chance to interact with her and sit and talk. And I mean, there's just so much opportunity that we get through a lot of different jobs that we work at that may not pay a lot of money, but if you just focus on the money, you could miss the big picture. Mm, yes. And so I just want to make that aware to you. I want you to understand that, you know, the John R. Grubb YMCA will probably provide a lot of opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't think that money can necessarily replace that opportunity, my friend. Mm. No, I, I hear that. Um, this is actually as a family man and a house owner. This is... Um, 
this is a point in my life where I'm getting paid the less. Like my, you know, I'm 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 not seeing any of my money, you know, coming in, um, and I'm just giving, giving to the community. I uh, volunteered to go into Walnut Creek campus to work with the high school high schoolers there. Um, you know, providing my, my service, um, you know, working at the Y, you know, you know, being able to be there, working with the kids, you know, I'm just trying to find, you know, different different places that I can give instead of worried about what I can get. That's right. And uh, I want to commend you again for that, because I see that in your spirit. I see it uh, in your actions, you know, every morning. And so, you know, keep up the great work. Man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So <clears throat> one of the things that also interests me is the fact that you perform a lot of different concerts and shows uh, through your uh, artists, your hip your hip hop artists, and the other different uh, things that you do, and you don't use any profanity, any cussing or swearing. Mm. And when I, when I first heard that, I thought that you were uh, a Christian. Mm. And uh, after learning more about you, you're not necessarily a Christian. But or, or are you? I mean, uh, well, my my my, um, my spirituality is hip hop. You know, I live, breathe, and um, you know, I live, breathe hip hop. You know, this is something that um, I take very serious as a lifestyle instead of just a genre. Instead of just a um, you know going up on the microphone and, and uh, rapping something, it's it's something that um, to me is what moves me and gets me up out of bed. Sure, and that's what I respect about you. You know, you know, we don't we don't judge anyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that you do, I'm just pointing out the things that I like, mm. and you know, the things that line up with my values, such mm-hmm. as you know what you do as far as not cursing and swearing. There's so many people that have so much cursing and swearing and sending off a bad message mm. that I'm always looking to find something or gravitate to something that doesn't, you know provide that same type of energy so and that's why I do it you know to be able to provide that to people you know I realize that um, you know there's so many other words to choose you know to be able to describe something and uh, get, get your point across and uh, I'd rather come off um, you know more pleasant so I can actually speak to you instead of uh, you know creating boundaries and, and walls that would keep me from going into the spaces like schools that I get to go into with my music um, to speak to those kids you know to speak to uh, people at churches to speak to um, you know just different um, spaces that um, you know just don't necessarily allow you know that kind of uh, profanity you know for me that opens so, so many more doors and it just uh, you know gives me more opportunity to make change well I think it's wonderful man and, and I know that you also do some other things uh, you are getting into the photography field mm-hmm. uh, you do martial arts tell us a little bit about that yeah, uh, my wife, um, she um, is a, a full-time photographer. She runs Betty Ann Photography. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, uh, I, I figured, you know, why, why not, you know, continue to um, further my uh, skill in, in video and, and um, photos with her. Um, you know, she's amazing at what she does. And I got a lot of support and uh, resources around the city to kind of further my, um, my skills in filming um, and to be able to, uh, you know, um, provide that to the to places I go to when it comes to hip hop you know if the kids being able to uh, you know do you know film you know the, the things that they got going on and bring visuals to people you know yeah and I also know that when you say uh, photos 
you know, you actually, I hired you to do my face shots. Yes. For my uh, Los Angeles trip for iPops. And so um, you did a great job, great camera. Thank you, thank uh, you. Great price. I mean, man, everything was just wonderful. And then also I noticed that there may be people, well, I'm noticing now as we talk that there may be people that want your information. They might, they may want a photo shoot. They may uh, need some headshots. You know, your prices are very affordable. Is there some information that you can give to the folks who are listening right now? Let them know, you know, that you're available. Yes, yes. I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook as Dion Kelly. That's uh, D E capital A N space Kelly K E L L Y. Um, you can find me on there, but also getting on to my uh, my wife's uh, website. You know, uh, Betty Ann Photography. Um, she has all of her stuff set up on there. Um, but reaching out to me personally will um, will provide the services that I give. I'm, I'm an upcoming um, you know uh, photographer. She's been doing this um, professionally for a while. So she has different price ratings. Um, I'm giving you know my service um, based off of you know just trying to get more opportunity and get more exposure while at the same time being able to provide quality photos. Well, that's great, and I appreciate you coming on the Image Show this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we have Dion Kelly with us on 98.3 The Vibe, The Image Show, and he is not only a hip hop artist, but he does a lot of other great things. You may see him down at the John R. Grubb YMCA early in the mornings, and uh, Dion Kelly uh, has been a good friend. You know, he's he's always got a great, helpful smile in every aisle at uh, the. <laughs> Uh, John R. Grubb, YMCA. So we want to thank him, and we definitely want to welcome him back. Uh, for those of you that uh, would like to get in touch with him, please, once again, give us that number. Yeah, um, my, my uh, cell number, you can reach me at 515-306-5521. Um, reach me on Facebook as Dion Kelly, D-E capital A-N-K-E-L-L-Y. And also, um, this Wednesday, February 5th, is going to be the first open mic at the uh, uh, what is it, 1600 building on 6th in college. Um, we're going to be having a barefoot open mic. It's going to be free. Um, it's going to be every other Wednesday, 7 to 10. Make sure you come check that out. It's going to be Good Vibes Yoga. So there's going to be yoga going on and the open mic. It's going to be a barefoot open mic. A great time. I'm hoping to see you there. Sensational. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have image recognition. And then after that, we're going to speak with Mark Johnson. We'll be back after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on The Image Show, and we've got, uh, we're going to go to a guest right now, other than, uh, or rather than actually going right into image recognition, which is uh, a new identity that I have discovered uh, we're going to do to recognize some people. But right now, we have joining us by phone, uh, we have another guest here, and we were able to catch him at this time, and I'm so glad this is one of my mentees when I was in prison, actually, uh, me and this man uh, had developed a great friendship and uh, has uh, he's just been continuously uh, thriving in his extracurricular activities and business. Uh, he's been affiliated with the Evelyn K. Davis Center. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce Mark Johnson, a.k.a. Big Country. <laughs> Big Country, it is a pleasure to have you on the Image Show with us. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. I appreciate it. 
Oh, no problem. Well, you know, I wanted to kind of recognize you for uh, your success. And I also wanted to encourage you to continue to stay, uh, you know, on the path, you know, continue to to keep striving to work and, you know, maintain all of the uh, responsibilities that it takes to become a man. Now, uh, you currently work at a car dealership. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now I know that uh, besides selling cars, you also go to the auction, you get cars, uh, you buy them, sell them. Uh, you also have uh, some other different parties and different stuff that you throw. I want to go back right now uh, into the institution, into, into prison. Uh, after coming back out into society, uh, what has been one of your biggest barriers or one of the biggest things to be able to overcome, would you say? Uh, basically, you know... Um been a lot of roadblocks with society getting back in you know it's uh it's, it's a lot of places that accept you it's a lot of places that don't accept you okay can you describe that for me um let me say let me see uh well as far as like us getting jobs and things like that they always offer in the work credit thing but it really doesn't mean much to businesses they really don't care okay so what makes it hard for you to get a job my background Okay. And are they basically telling you after they hire you, are they just not hiring you because of your background or, or what are you running into? Well, some will tell you and some won't. And what I'm running into is a lot here in Iowa. Um, even if you uh, got a case and the case is thrown out, they still stick it on your background. So say for instance, I come to you for a job and you read, Oh, uh, I see you have an uh, OWI. You had an OWI in 2007, and you say, yeah, uh, that OWI doesn't apply because I wasn't found guilty for it. It was supposed to have been thrown out, but it's still on your background. Ah, yeah, most definitely. And, and that is a barrier. I understand exactly what you're saying. So uh, what other type of barriers do you run into? Oh, uh, my voting? Um, and and this, this, this is really a funny story, and I don't know, maybe from the listeners, someone could reach out and try to help me or something. When I was released from prison, I filled out the application and everything, and I was approved for my voting rights. I have the voter's registration card. I even have the envelope that it was mailed in and everything. And when I went to vote, I was denied. And they said that my, my rights were taken again. And, and I, I didn't understand or... or no one could explain it to me and help me figure it out or anything. I was off parole. I've discharged. I was done with everything. And they gave me my rights, and they took them right back. Wow, they took your rights to vote. And did they, did they give you any reason why? Oh, well, when I called down to, uh, when I called a couple of places, uh, the best answer that I had got was it was a mistake. What, what was a mistake? Them uh, reinstating my voting rights was a mistake, they said. Did they give any other reason why, other than it was just a mistake? No, sir. They didn't give me no other reasons why. I asked multiple questions, and he said uh, he's not the one that could break it down to me and everything, but he does see, he was on the computer at the same time he was talking to me, and he said he does see that they had sent me out one, but they had to take the right back, and I asked why, and he couldn't give me a reason. Wow. Amazing. And, you know, unfortunately, this is a problem that we run into uh, in society as uh, former inmates uh, trying to better yourself. You know, there are so many different roadblocks and barriers and financial 
stability is, I think, one of the main reasons that recidivism is at an all-time high or at least is elevated at the point that, you know, where it's at right now. Yeah, because it's, 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 really, it's really hard for you to get a good job because, let me just say, for instance, 14 to $15 an hour, it, it really don't do much because if you have rent for a two-bedroom apartment of 750 to 800 a month, plus your light and your gas, plus gas in the vehicle or a car note and your children, that, that, don't, take you, that don't take you far at all, period, at all. You, you, you get nowhere. That is correct. And what about if you owe fines and restitution? Have you ran into any of that? Excuse me? Fines and restitution. I know that that's also a big barrier for most guys that are coming out of prison and trying to uh, maintain employment and trying to keep things afloat is that the fines and restitution become overwhelming. Oh, they, they, at some points they, come, they, they, they become impossible. I sold my vehicles. To, to be able to pay back restitution just so that I would be able to get off because they, they tell you that they give you a time span, but that's that's really not true because if you don't pay them, you don't get off of parole or probation. But sometimes you don't have a, a way to pay them. Again, like I was explaining to you, at the hourly wage plus being a felon, you, you, you don't get that far. You, you really don't because after you, you're living from check to check, if, if, if you know, I, I mean, it's it's just it's it's hard and it's unbearable. It, it really is. If you if you don't have family and and, and real true blue friends, you, you won't make it. That's that's why a lot of people go into that cycle and return because it's right. it's, it's very hard. It's very very hard to maintain out in society being a felon. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. And we've got Mark Johnson with us, a.k.a. Big Country. And uh, he's just on the air right now telling it how it is. This is the stuff that we need to hear. These are the things that are stopping guys from becoming successful. It's from the way things were designed. And uh, we're finding out now that this needs to be reconstructed. Uh can you tell us a little bit more about barriers that you've been facing? Uh, what about uh, from a legal perspective when you were actually in prison and you were fighting your case and you were looking for uh, the help that you couldn't get and you had to call on people from the prison to help you because there was no one from the outside that could help you legally? Right. Well, it's, it's just as you said, it's designed not to allow us to make it because if if you if you say, for instance, if you do have somewhat of a helping hand, they, they make it so that you don't get that helping hand like it's it's made to see you stuck. It's, it's, it's designed to see you fit for what they want you to do and how they want you to live and survive. Can, can, it's, can, it's you, not, give, can you give me an example? One, one from uh, personal experience. Oh, okay. I, I, I can give you one that, that, that has to do with me and you. Uh, you, you, you were my mentor. Um, you were, you were 
stirring me in the right direction because I was a little confused and upset because I was there. And uh, I remember when now, when you say call- when you say there, you're talking about while we were in prison in the institution. While we were in prison, while we were in Fort Dodge prison, while we were in Fort Dodge prison, uh, me and you, uh, I, I had some issues. I, I had a, a problem with falling in line because some of their rules are just unbearable, and, and some of the things and the way that they treat you, you know, is 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 very disrespectful. You know, uh, I, I, oh, here's one. Here's one. Um, do you remember when they opened my mail for uh, child support? Yes. And, and and they didn't want to discuss it with me, but they weren't supposed to open my mail? Yes. And you threw a fit. And they actually called me over at, I think it was one in the morning because I was the only one that could control you. And, yes. And, and, then, I, and then they put me and then they put me in. Solitary confinement for two months for that. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and let's talk about that incident. So what exactly happened? What, what happened was uh, one day me and you were sitting at the table in Fort Dodge prison and we were talking and discussing uh, some uh, paperwork for my my uh, court and my sentencing. And uh, they, they called mail call and um, I looked at the envelope and I told them that I declined and uh, uh, the CEO opened it itself and, and told me this is something that I need to see. And I declined again. And if it weren't for me having witnesses and everything, you know, to take it to a further step to speak to the warden and everything. And it was as if they put me in consolidatory confinement to keep me quiet because I was explaining to everybody that that was illegal for them to open my mail. Now, if I remember, that officer was reprimanded for that, too, as well. Wasn't that correct? I wouldn't know. I was in yeah. consolidatory yeah. confinement. I, I think he was. He, he was reprimanded for that. Uh, and, and, and that's good that you go into stories like this, because this is what the listeners need to hear. Uh, this is the stuff that goes untalked about. And the only reason it goes untalked about is because there's no other airwave that's letting out this information, at least in the state of Iowa. And so uh, we're thankful uh, for that. We're thankful for you. Now, I want to kind of switch directions just a little bit. I want to talk about after a person has been released into society and uh, they are out and they happen to run into problems with uh, their parole officer or probation officer, and they just don't have the money that it takes to pay off these fines. Or uh, they just... Well, 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 this is what they do. Again, this is what they do. If you don't have enough money to pay for your restitution and everything, they put you back in jail and give you a bigger bill. So I think it's like up to 100 or 150 a day at uh, Polk County now. So what, what it's, it's designed to do is to keep you into that circle that keeps you jammed up. Because even if you went to work at McDonald's, there's no way that you can provide for yourself, your children, and pay rent and pay the state. So you, they give you an ample amount of time. If you don't pay it, then they send you back to jail. And when they send you back to jail, what you owe because you went to jail, now you got out and you owe that two times. Wow. Now, let me ask you something, uh, Mr. Johnson. What would yeah. what would be your and, and this is I'm asking uh, for an opinion. What would be your solution uh, to solving this problem or at least helping kind of curve this problem? Well, my solution would be for them to take a better look 
at what a person is going through. And maybe if they hire more than just 10 probation officers for the whole city, because one person that you see, uh, they ask you uh, three to five questions and they rush you out the office. So the person doesn't take time with you to, to feel you or understand what it is that you're actually going through. Okay. All right. So every month, every month they expect for you to excel and it, it's impossible. Now, what about for the ones that do succeed, like yourself? Those, those, those again, are people that have real friends and family as a support around them. You know, the thing that actually bothered me was that I have a lifetime achievement security certificate. And felons aren't allowed to work at security uh, businesses here in Des Moines unless it's a club. And I don't feel that that suffice for someone like me to get out of prison to go work at a club. Ah, sure. I agree. I, so, I agree. So, you know, and, and, and like I said, I have this certificate. I, my certificate actually is uh, security, investigations, and bail bonds. And it's a lifetime achievement certificate that I received. I was doing security at uh, Walgreens. I was doing uh, private security as well. But when it comes to wanting to work at Brink or or in any any of the any of the major name brand security companies, just even even if it's walking through the Skywalk downtown, they don't even look at your application because they don't hire felons. Period. Wow. Now let me ask so, you, let, let me ask you another question, Mr. Johnson. Yes. Being originally from Los Angeles, you're from Chicago, Illinois. Is that correct? Yes, I was. I, I'm a native. I'm a native of Chicago, and I've lived in LA for part of my life. I, when I grew up in Chicago, I graduated from high school. I went to Chicago State University for a year and a half, and then I relocated to Los Angeles. Okay. And then I ended up here in Des Moines. Okay, and. After going to these different states and traveling the world, seeing some different things, what would you say that Iowa is missing as it relates to reentry? Man, it's, it's a, it's, there, there's a lot of things I can go through. Um, I, I, I would start by saying, first of all, you, 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 you can't anyone that you deal with that's so-called a self supporting you or helping you, you know. The five and thirty minutes chats in your office ain't suffice. That's not good enough. Well, especially when someone's opening up to you and explaining to you what they went to went through and, and what's going on now at this point. You know, I, I struggled really, really hard. Uh, I, I, I when I was released because I didn't have a job already ready. I had to do six months in Fort Des Moines, and in Fort Des Moines, it's a struggle as well because they take all your money. You have to pay to stay somewhere that you don't want to be. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't. Especially, like, again, when I say when you have a child, when you have a family and you have to support, once you've been gone for so long, your, your family and your children lose. They, they lose out on a lot. And, and it's, 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 sometimes it's impossible to give anything back. So when you come home and, and you're working and they're taking your check, I, I weld. I welded for one of the most leading vending machines companies in Des Moines, and they paid me $12 an hour because I was a felon and because I was in Fort Des Moines. Wow, that's pitiful. If you were uh, another average person, you would have got paid how much? 
Oh, uh, common welder nowadays are anywhere from twenty five to thirty dollars an hour. Well, but how much? I, I, how much would I you went make? from? How much would I have made if I if if, if, you what? Were, if you weren't in the fort or didn't have a record? Oh, I would have probably went through. The, I would probably walk through the door at twenty two, twenty three dollars an hour and and work my way up. I, I worked at this. I worked at this company for a year. I went from spot welding to MIG welding to uh, robot welding, and I would say I was very good because I worked ten hour days. That's great. Hey, listen, man. This has been been very helpful information. I appreciate you coming on the Image Show this morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mark Johnson, aka Big Country. You're tuned into the Image Show, ninety eight three, the Vibe. This is Robert Pate. We've got to go to a quick commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about re- image recognition. Hey, Mark, I appreciate you coming on the show this morning, man. Is there anything else that you want to say? Man, listen, I would like to say that you're a great person, a great mentor, and and because of your guidance, you put me in the position to think more and to want more out of life, and I appreciate you for that. Hey, thank you very much, and we're going to continue to stay in touch. You know where I'm at. You know where to find me at, and so I appreciate that, man, and always remember, don't hesitate. Uh, when you're in a, in a rut, in a problem, to reach out to me, big country, all right? Man, not a problem, and I appreciate that. Thank you. You have no, a great day. No problem. I appreciate you coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go to a commercial now. We'll come back, and we'll get back into some image business. And we're back again, ladies and gentlemen, on the Image Show. You're tuned in to 98.3 The Vibe, and you have been locked and loaded into a marvelous morning session with Image for Lives and the Image Show. We also had a wonderful first Fridays at the downtown YMCA this past Friday. Well, we had uh, some police officers come in, give their testimony. We had uh, our cohort group talk and uh, really spill their guts. I mean, this was just amazing. We had church officials come in. We had media, and it was just beautiful. And, and now it's time for image recognition and updates. We want to thank you all, first of all, for tuning into the Image Show, all the great people who tune into my show every Sunday morning, all the community leaders out there putting in work, and everyone in the struggle. I want to encourage you to keep fighting the good fight. And speaking of community leaders, you know, I want to send a special shout out to some of Des Moines' most popular, kind-hearted leaders, starting with Akeo, the director of Creative Visions. We always admire and respect Akeo and his mannerable presence. Uh, He's helped a lot of people. Personally, he's helped a lot of people who I know who were down and out on their luck. And Akeo has went out of his way to provide food and shelter for those in need. Akeo, we really thank you and all that you have done in the DMI. Next up is Wayne Ford, Urban Dreams founder. Wayne, I'll tell you, growing up as a kid in Des Moines, and even now as an adult, Wayne Ford is now a friend and mentor. And I must say I'm very impressed with what Wayne Ford and all his ability has stood for. Uh, He stands for what is right. Uh, He's never been scared to take it straight to the polls. Wayne Ford has the heart of a lion. Ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Ford has been awarded the Image Program King of the Jungle, and we thank him for keeping it real in the field. 
despite the oppositions. I would also like to recognize Pastor Ben Bell. Pastor Bell has such a loving heart and has the ability ability to create miraculous ways to help people. He's a man who takes pride in justice. Pastor Bell may not always be there when you want him, but he's always right there and right on time when you need him. And then we have Pastor Whitfield, who is the head pastor at First Corinthians, or excuse me, at Corinthians Baptist Church. Jonathan Will, Pastor Jonathan Whit- Whitfield, and then of course Marvin Dejeer, director of the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. He's in a class by himself. Now, Pastor Whitfield and Marvin Dejeer both probably, in my eyes, are one of the most underrated community leaders in Des Moines. And when I say underrated, I mean these men just don't receive the credit they deserve. I mean, they are doing major things in the community of Des Moines with great integrity. Marvin DeJure is a huge part of the solution. Very humble, but action effective as the Evelyn K. Davis Center continues to serve as one of Des Moines' best kept secrets in the DMI. Uh, Moving to some unfortunate news, we've had a stream of tragedies take place with uh, some of the most recent being the death of NBA legend Kobe Bryant. Man, that's crazy every time I think about it. And even on a local level, right here in Des Moines, Iowa, we have lost a lot of very talented young men uh, due to gunfire. Miko Carr was a friend and one I was incarcerated with. Uh, Both he and his younger brother were murdered in gunfire action a couple weeks ago. It just breaks my heart to really even talk about that. So I'm going to skip over that. Okay, Uh, enough of all that. Now, um, moving on. And some of you might want to write this down. Wednesday, February 26th, there's going to be a career fair at the Evelyn K. Davis Center. That's right. Wednesday. Now, write this down, ladies and gentlemen, because I know there's a lot of people looking for employment right now, and uh, there's going to be open field right at the Evelyn K. Davis Center on February 26th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families will be hosting another career fair. And for those of you who don't know what a career fair is, it's basically a job fair, except uh, that, you know, the jobs are being offered, they're more of higher up or a little bit more on a higher scale. So they're career type jobs, you know, higher paying jobs, and they're all friendly felony, felony friendly. Uh, if you're looking for a good paying job or you may already have a job, but you're looking to upgrade, you are all welcome to attend the career fair at the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. And again, that will be held on Wednesday, February 26th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The only requirement uh, that's actually uh, that we're asking for is that you have a updated resume and dressed in business attire. And if you do not have the business attire, trust me, you can give us a call at the Evelyn K. Davis Center and we can provide that for you. We also can provide an updated resume for you. And the multicultural reception, uh, you're able to connect and network through a free local inclusive event. Now, this is Wednesday, February 12th. That's right. Mark it down. Wednesday, February 12th, 2020 at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, 1171 7th Street. 
There'll be a roundabout discussion from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. There'll be a reception from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Come and enjoy some beverages, appetizers while networking with other professionals from the greater Des Moines region. I mean, this is all great. Uh, you know, it's just great opportunity to build new relationships with others who are passionate about your region. This is your DMI region, Des Moines, Iowa. These people are here for you. And then we have on February 18th, this is Tuesday, February 18th. It's called Untapped Talent. African-Americans at the Evelyn K. Davis Center again. Now, this agenda is from 11 until 12.15. There'll be networking and lunch starting from 11 to 11.30. From 11.30 to 11.45, they'll welcome and introduce. From 11.35 to 12.15, there'll be a panel discussion. This is something that you don't want to miss. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the untapped African-Americans talent. Untapped Talent for African Americans, Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. And some of the different uh, guests that'll be there is uh, William Holmes, uh, a.k.a. Will Keeps, with Starts Right Here Movement. Dennis Henderson from Urban Dreams. Nagus from Urban Dreams. Nancy Richardson from Hy-V. And then we'll also have Salute Timbo, Facilitator, Director of Diversity and Recruiting, Hy-V, Inclusive Council Member. Well, I tell you, there's so much going on right now. I just gave you guys an earful. And it is now time for me to close this session. I really love you guys. I appreciate all the support that you've been giving me. I appreciate all the support that you've been giving other people. We have to spread the love and we have to keep hope alive. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll check you out next Sunday. Same time, same place on The Image Show. We'll see you there.